Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chiefly Football Podcast. I am the underqualified host, Kinlock, and Dave is joining me today from just south of Kansas City. Today, we'll be previewing the Chiefs Sunday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we'll do a brief overview of the Ravens squad and their well-documented struggles with injuries. Then we'll give our keys to the victory for both the Chiefs and the Ravens, and maybe one bold prediction for this game. Uh, but before we get started, Make sure you check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Chiefly Football. Give us a follow. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share. Also, we want to hear from you guys. So let us know what you're expecting from this week two game against the Ravens. And let us know what some of your predictions are for how you see this game playing out. Um, so, Dave, welcome back. Good to see you again. And good to talk Chiefs. One day after we we just reviewed the Browns game <laughs> always good to talk Chiefs no doubt no doubt no doubt really excited uh going to Baltimore uh, we've owned the Ravens uh the last the last three seasons the last three games and we're going going for the number four and you know there's a little bit of pressure on on Lamar Jackson since he hasn't been able to take out the Chiefs or or Patrick Mahomes, and you know, it made me think is um, I remember it's got to be twenty years ago when I was working for a startup company, and our PR firm was actually in Park City, Utah, and but they also had an office in Baltimore, and so they asked us to to fly out to Baltimore to meet with them at that office. So we flew out to Baltimore with. Um, my, my two partners, both of us big Chiefs fans, and we ended up uh, going to what is now M&T Stadium, and I cannot remember at all anything about the game. I, I'm pretty sure we lost. What year was this? And it would have been 1999. Oh, so probably. So I, I, I can't, yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything about it. Um, other than going to the stadium, um, I'm sure we had uh, blue crab while we were there. Um, gosh, but the only thing I remember from that trip is from Baltimore. We actually drove to Manhattan for another business meeting. And those days we didn't have GPS and three knuckleheads driving through uh, Manhattan. And we were running out of gas after our meeting and we had no idea where our gas station was on Manhattan. So we were trying to get out of Manhattan and I swear we were going to run out of gas in the Lincoln tunnel. I could only imagine what three yahoos from the Midwest <laughs> were doing driving in Manhattan, running out of gas in the Lincoln tunnel, but we made it. We, we made it back. And uh, so I'm, I'm ready to talk. To, What's that? <laughs> you're supposed to take taxis in New York, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know what we were young and young and dumb. So you don't typically drive from Baltimore to New York either. But it was uh, it was an early meeting. The one thing I do remember from Baltimore. So our PR firm, um, one of the people who was on our account was the inventor of the Happy Meal. So oh, <laughs> that was my uh, daughters would love to meet him. I'm sure. Yes, he, just he, kidding. He, They're just grateful for his <laughs> and the toy. So. Yes. But uh, that's that's the uh, chiefly football part. So now we're going to get to the real football part as we talk Chiefs 
Baltimore Ravens are coming off uh, playing the Cleveland Browns, uh, launching what we initially thought was, you know, the next really tough part of the schedule. Um, Baltimore has been decimated by injury. So, Ken Lock, why don't you kind of give us an overview of the of this year's Baltimore Ravens and, you know, who are they? Well, the Ravens are really a, a consistently great team. They've been good for probably the last 20 years. I mean, I think they won the Super Bowl in 2000. Um, and they've, they've been, I mean, they're a consistently great organization. They've had good coaches, consistently great teams. And even in, in their down years, they're still winning nine, eight, nine games and always competing for the division title with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they drafted Lamar Jackson in 2018 and ba- basically became an instant star in the NFL. He won a Heisman in Louisville um, and then won the MVP of the league in 2018. Um, so, I mean, his, his strength is, is running, running the ball. He runs like a 4 four two four three forty. 40. So he's extremely fast. Um, his arm is a bit limited. Uh, still trying to, um, to develop that in the NFL, but, but his athleticism and his speed is still giving defenses problems. We saw it in the Raiders game. I mean, he was still lining people up with his legs, uh, and they, but they just weren't able to, to pull off against the Raiders because he had three fumbles, and that happens when you run the ball as often as he does. Um, and they're a really run-heavy team. I think that's probably the other thing that stands out about the Ravens. They love to run. They've built this offense around Lamar Jackson and set um and it and their offense devastated the nfl for probably the, the first two years of lamar jackson's career because teams weren't used to te- to that style of offense where the quarterback is basically another running back talent with how fast he is um but but this season going into the season they were expected to be competing for the division title with the steelers and even maybe the cleveland browns but they just got ravaged by the the injury bug going into this season. They're three starting, well, success, successively starting running backs as each one got hurt. Um, two of them tore their ACL, one tore his Achilles. They have a cornerback, Marcus Peters, former chief, who's a great defensive back. He tore his ACL. He tore his ACL one play after one of the running backs tore their ACLs and they just canceled practice. Like get, let's get out of here. So they're, they were expected to be a really great team this year, but with the injuries they've had, it's going to be really tough for, uh, for Lamar Jackson to keep this team competitive, especially in that AFC North division who has the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers to compete with. Well, and I know that they lost another defensive back. I don't know if he was their nickel or, um, but then they also lost their tackle in Monday night's game. And so, yeah, they've just, as you said, they've been devastated um, by, by that injury bug. And, you know, we kind of, kind of got to feel sorry for them for that. And it says, we know what it's like, um, you know, our offensive line last year after game one was constantly in flux and it just um, imploded in the Super Bowl. So, um so talk to us so so you know with with the run game they picked up several running backs latavius murray uh they picked up um 
In fact, they activated um, Dante, is it Freeman? Who was the Atlanta Falcon? Yeah, Devontae Freeman. Uh, uh, over um, former Chiefs and Jets, Le'Veon Bell. So, um, yeah. So, so Kinlock, with with that being the case, let's let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. What are the Ravens going to do to be able to, you know, what, what do they have to do offensively to, to be in this game? Well, the most obvious thing is to keep up with the Chiefs points-wise because I don't think their defense is as good as they have been in previous years. The de- the Ravens' defense has been really good over the last couple of years. Um, they have a really good defensive coordinator, but with the with injuries a, that they've had... With a great name, by the way, Wink Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they just don't have the players right now. Their injuries are stacking up, and they lost a couple of players for free agency. Um, they focused on the offseason more on building up the offense, probably to be able to keep up with the offensive firepower that the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns have in the AFC. Um, so it's going to be to score points, and I think the best way to do that is not turn the ball over. Lamar Jackson had three fumbles in that game. He lost two of them, um, and they got to score touchdowns, not kick field goals. Special teams could be a factor in this game because we have two of the best kickers playing in this game, Harrison Bucker and um, Tucker. But if Tucker has a good game, if he's out there a lot, then the Ravens are not going to win this game because they need touchdowns and not field goals. Um, and I think really the big thing, and it was the same thing that the Browns did because both of those teams are run first teams and that's to establish the run early be effective and to try to get an early lead because that opens up the playbook uh, Lamar Jackson in this previous game against the Raiders was 10 of 18 with a passer rating of 88 on passes with straight dropbacks uh, but he was 9 of 12 with a passer rating of 114 on play action passes so he's much more effective when the defense has to is concerned about stopping the run um, and then the Browns had enormous success against the Chiefs last week on play action. Baker Mayfield went eight, eight for eight for 150 yards and a passer rating of 119. So the Chiefs defense is really susceptible to play action. I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was tough. The Chiefs have struggled with that for a long time. Um, so that's probably the key to the Ravens' success is run the ball, keep the playbook open. If they're forced to pass the ball because they fall behind and it's going to be a real struggle for them to win. And that's, that's been their issue the last couple of years, right? That they're so dependent on getting a lead relying on their run game with Lamar Jackson being obviously a key component of that. Uh, But if they get down, they're not built even now, even with that emphasis, they're still not built to, to throw the ball and to play catch up, even though they've added Sammy Watkins on the outside um, they just upped their tight end. Andrews uh, paid him a little bit of cash. Um, so, so, but it still sounds the same thing. It's going to be establish the run game and and play with play with the lead um, there. Yeah. What about um, on on the flip side? So, and it'll be interesting to see, right, with that run game. 
um, what it's able to do. Cause just like you said, now they're on running back number four. Um, and, and, you know, there's not real consistency that Murray just got there. Um, so same thing with Freeman. So I would guess it's going to be pretty reliant on their defense to be able to keep them into the game the way that the Chiefs were rolling last week. So what, what can we expect from, from Wink Martindale and the, the somewhat depleted Baltimore Raven D? Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm most interested to see because historically Martindale has blitzed right up there with, you know, at the top of, of the league as far as frequent, frequency of blitzing. Uh, and then Mahomes Vegas. has... <laughs> that that, yeah. that effectively ended the game with that with that zero coverage blitz. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah, who knew that Derek Carr was going to going to fake that and throw a bomb touchdown? But um, yeah, it, it, that's always been what they've tried to do, and it's never worked against Mahomes. He's always torched them. He's always played well against the Ravens. So I don't know if he's going to stick to what he does just because that's all he can do or if he's going to try to do something different this this time i don't i don't know what i would do if i was him like, you are who you are right that's it's if if that's who you are that's who you are uh, i mean right we we saw that with the chiefs well a couple of seasons ago with with our defense that regardless of of what was happening we weren't going to change we uh, yeah that didn't work out well as Brady picked us apart in the AFC championship game but um you know one of the things that's that I that's different and 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 I you know one we've added another segment so after this first segment of Kinlock and I talking uh with a preview of the Chiefs Ravens be sure to stick around for the second segment where we actually take you to the press conferences of several Chiefs players and the Ravens. And in fact, we have some, some bites from some national pundits. And Kenlock, one of the things that, that Chris Sims with PFT, love listening to him, that he brought up was sometimes stats are misleading. So they talk, and he was specifically talking about Calais Campbell having multiple pressures um, against in the Raiders games. And he was like, that's totally misleading because those pressures were only coming on blitzes. They were not coming when they went with anything more than a four man rush. And his feeling was it's not going to change this week that the, the only chance that they have is maybe attacking a young offensive line, but they couldn't get pressure against, against the Raiders. Yeah. Well, that's been the recipe for successful teams against the chiefs offense is being able to get pressure with four. The Buccaneers were able to do it. Uh, the chargers have had success doing that. And, and yeah, so, and, that, and that's kind of the recipe is to get pressure on Mahomes without having to sacrifice players in the secondary to cover all the weapons that the chiefs have. I just don't think that the Ravens have, as strong of a defensive line this season as they as they had before, and like we we talked about with Martindale, he's always kind of lived with blitzing. So if he's going to keep doing that, I, I just think he's going to get the same results with Patrick Mahomes picking apart the defense with 
Tyreek Hill, Pat, or Travis Kelsey, Michael Hardman, CEH out of the backfield. I just think it's going to be tough for the Ravens to to stop them if they keep doing what they're doing. Well, especially as they go man to man, right? It's with a depleted backfield. So against, you know, yeah. So it, it will, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what happens there. But the one thing that we do know about the Ravens is that they'll be competitive, that, that they will definitely fight all, all the way to the end, even if they're overmatched and undermanned, which right now, just from a health standpoint, um, it looks like the Chiefs have, have the advantage there. Um, yeah, but the, the Ravens have, I mean, that's their culture. It's a culture of toughness, um, you know, and fight. And they've, they've always had that. That's what their defense has always been built on is toughness. And that's why they try to establish with their offense with running the ball all the time. Um, their head coach, Harbaugh, is a, a big motivator. Uh, that's kind of his his style. He's not an offense or a defensive guy. He's a special teams guy. But that's why he's so good at what he does is because he's a, a big motivator. Um, and and this game's at home for the Ravens, Sunday night, in prime time, and against yeah. the defending AFC yeah. champions. So game, the Chiefs are definitely going to get their it's best. It's their opening game at home. Mm-hmm. And, again, their fans haven't been in the stadium for a year as well. So – they're, they're they're counting on that home field advantage from I think they're flock nation I I think that's what they call their it's flock something <laughs> so purple flock I don't know <laughs> uh, I have to I have to revisit it so all right so we we kind of you gave us good insight on what the Ravens need to do and and what you know to execute what are the Kansas city chiefs? So kind of, kind of give us an overview of where they are right now. Yeah. So the chiefs offense, I think is in a really good spot. They played, they played well against the Browns. I think they settled a couple times for field goals, but uh, I mean, it was penalties that are kind of uncharacteristic of, of the chiefs in general, but I think they were also just the offensive line still trying to come together. So I think just another week with the offensive line getting getting to play together. Um, and then against a, a defensive line who's not going to be as disruptive, I would think, as the Cleveland Browns were. Um, and then defensively, we get Tyron Matthew back. We're still not sure what Frank Clark's history is, unless you've seen a, an update, what, what the expectations are for him to play. But uh, Tyron Matthew was held out of the been, last he's game. He's been at practice. Okay. Yeah. So that would be awesome. Yep. Aaron Matthew was held out of last season or of last week's game just as a, a precaution, just because he hadn't practiced all week. Um, and that's, that's something that Andy Reid's always done. If, if a player doesn't practice throughout the week, then he, he usually doesn't play him. Um, and I think that Matthew was the biggest missing piece to, to the defense last week. Um, and then the other thing that the defense really struggled with was tackling. I, I noticed that there were so many missed tackles. I think between Dan Sorensen, uh, Juan Thornhill, and um, just blanking on our cornerback's name, the good one, Sneed. Dean, there we go. Between them, they missed eight tackles, which That's is a lot. Un- I think characteristic 
Yeah, and I think Sorensen had like four or five of those, which right. is, I mean, that's, that's usually his thing is right. being a sure tackler. I remember Sneed and Thornhill both missed some of those tackles that could have been tackles for loss. Um, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily, I mean, defenses might tend to struggle with tackling early in the season or at least for the first game uh, just as they're trying to get get back into the physicality of, a, of the regular season games. So we're hoping that that gets cleaned up. Because they're uh, really not hitting anymore in practice. You know, they're no. still wrapping up, taking to the ground in practice. So, so yeah, it, I, I think we even saw that last season, um, if I can't remember. Like, I think, you know, our first game, we, we missed, like, we had, like, 11 missed tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's going to be really important against the Ravens this week because with how elusive Lamar Jackson is, I mean, even the best tacklers in the NFL have trouble with him. I mean, it's really hard to tackle somebody who runs a four, two and just is as elusive as he, as he is, you know? So, um, yeah, but I think the chiefs are in a good spot with this matchup. The offense looks as good as ever. Um, I mean, with, with the exception of the offensive line as they're still trying to, to find themselves a little bit. But we should see some positive progress there. Um, yes. Orlando Brown talked about the benefit of having that first game where you actually get tape and you can you can get um, you know teaching opportunities or learning opportunities with an actual game experience and being able to go and look at the tape and see see how to improve um, and just again that continuity. Um, so what about on what do you what do you see being successful for the chiefs on the offensive side? What are, what are some of the things that we might, we might see happen um, to take advantage of, of a a very aggressive Baltimore defense? Um, I mean, it's gotta be Travis Kelsey. He's going to be the one that he's going to be the biggest matchup because the, the Ravens defense doesn't have any, any player who can match up one-on-one with Travis Kelsey. And when you're blitzing as much as the Ravens do, you're going to be in one-on-one co- coverage in the, you know, down the field. So Travis Kelsey is going to wreck anybody who tries to cover him. And even if they try to double cover him, Tyree Kill is going to be screaming down the field with the speed that he has. So if, if the Ravens are trying to be aggressive, just like we've seen in the last three games, uh, Travis Kelsey is going to have, going to have a great game and that's who Mahomes is going to be looking for. I'd also look to see a lot of CEH out of the backfield. Um, I think he's a mismatch with his route running ability, his hands um, and trying to go against some of these slower linebackers that, that the Ravens have, um, you know, and that's, and that's usually the, the prescription to beating a blitz is running backs out of the backfield and your tight end who can, who can create mismatches. Right on. All right. So let's shift over to the defensive side. Um, you know, the Chiefs started off with a, a tough first half uh, against against Cleveland, um, but a, a totally different offense. Um, even though the equivalent of, you know, both rely on the run game, I think it's fair to say that on the passing side, Baker Mayfield is significantly better than what we've seen Lamar um, up to this point. So what are the, what are the keys to success on the chief for the chief D? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about, I mean, it will, it'll all basically be based on what we've already talked about and what we know about Lamar Jackson. It's keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket and making him beat you with, with his arm. Because I think if, if he's forced to do that, you feel pretty good about your chances on defense. The, the struggle, the problem with we defenses have with Lamar Jackson is his legs and the, the plays that he can create when he's on the move. Um, and he's going to outrun almost everybody on the defense. So if he if he gets a seam and the, the defensive line isn't able to contain him, then he, he'll be able to make plays happen. He, he's not as good of a passer as Baker Mayfield or maybe half of the quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's so dangerous in a different way because of, of his legs. So we have to keep him, the Chiefs have to keep him in the pocket. Um, and then on, you know, and, to further encourage him throwing the ball, the, I, th- I think the Chiefs need to get an early lead, um, both because it what we talked about with the with the Ravens and them wanting to you know get a lead and establish the run, open up their playbook. If the Chiefs get a, get a lead and the Ravens have to play catch up, they're going to have to throw the ball more, and that just plays into to what the Chiefs are going to want from that game. And then the last thing, and Dave, you and I talked about it as we reviewed the Browns game in the last podcast and maybe I went off a little bit too long on it, but I really want to see the chiefs uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Once we have a lead and I expect us to have a lead for most of the game is to keep it in third gear and, you know, be able to, to continue to dominate on offense, maybe not necessarily scoring in two or three plays or in five plays, but uh, maintaining long drives that drain the clock and that keep the, the Ravens from getting opportunities to come back. Uh, I, I just saw a stat that the Chiefs have won eight straight regular season games by six points or fewer. And that's the longest such streak in NFL history. And, and, we, and just to touch on what we talked about last time, I just don't think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs offense is too good to be only beating teams by six points, eight teams in a row. So it's not like, and that was regular season. So it's not like it's all the good teams. I mean, those, the Raiders, the Broncos, division teams in there. Um, so I, I really want to see this team in this game and in this season to be able to put teams away by keeping, keeping pressure on them with their offense. Well, yeah. Especially if if they're depleted, the other advantage if you get off to that early start or early lead is you, you take the crowd out of it. So as soon as they kind of lose that home field advantage, um, that would play into the Chiefs' hands as as well. So a fantastic. Well, um, you know, I I think the other two things that that I'm taking from from last game to this game is. This defensive front is not as good as what we faced against Cleveland, and their offensive line is not as good as what we faced against Cleveland. So, you know, to your point, this should be a game that we should get out in front and be able to extend a lead and 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 really kind of pile on all the issues that that the Ravens are dealing with with injuries on both sides of of the ball. Um, and maybe not as talented as they've been in the past, especially on the defensive side. So with that being said, let's uh, pull out the crystal ball and 
tell us tell us how you see this playing out. Um. Well, I know that we have a, an accountability segment now on <laughs> on our review of the game, the the chiefly right or wrong. So I don't want to I don't want to throw too many wild predictions out there. So my prediction for the game is that Ceh gets 100 total yards wow. from scrimmage. Okay, rushing and receiving. Rushing and receiving. Okay. Combined. I just think that you know what we talked about with the with the the Ravens' tendency to blitz. I think that he'll get some more opportunities out of the backfield, and I really think that with the struggles that the Ravens' defense has, at least on paper, with with the injuries that they have, their defense isn't as strong against the run. Um, and then I think if the Chiefs build an early lead, which I expect them to be able to do, I think they're gonna they're gonna try to run the ball. And so I think that's just a lot more opportunities for CEH to, uh, to have a good game. And with that, what's, what's the final score? I am going to go Chiefs 31, Ravens 17. Whoa. So I, I just think that this is a bigger match. I mean, it probably will end up being closer. It's always closer than I think it's going to be. I think the Ravens... I think just looking at on paper, that's kind of the score I'm thinking. But like like you said earlier, it might end up being a lot closer just because of how competitive and tough these this Ravens team always is, and just the fact that it's a primetime home opener. Um, but I just think there's there's so many mismatches for the, the Chiefs offense, and and this Chiefs defense isn't going to be overwhelmed by by the players that the Ravens have on offense. All right. Well, I'm going to, what about you? What do you think? I'm going to jump out on the, on the ledge and make a bold prediction that as, as the spy Ben Neiman will lead the chiefs in tackles with 11. (laughs) Um, I think he is the best fit when, when you spoke of the speed of, of Lamar that he negates it. Um, he's done so well so far. Okay, a little bit of sarcasm there. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you know, I think this game, I don't know if we're going to get two touchdowns out of, out of it, but I think uh, we're going to get a touchdown and finally see that excitement of that T-Rex uh, four tight end. Uh, personnel unit. I don't know who's going to score it. Um, I'm kind of leaning Fortson. Might be uh, um, the guy to go, but I don't know. Last time they had him out there, they threw the ball to Rimmer. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, may, the, he and Gray may never get a catch this year. <laughs> so um, so I, I see that happening. Um, I I think the chiefs are going to outplay the Ravens, but, um, but the Ravens will draw close again towards the end. Uh, Not only because they're they're just going to, like you said, their culture is is toughness and they're going to fight all the way through, but it's a nationally televised game. You know, there's uh, all their peers are watching. 
so I, I think they'll they'll close that gap towards the end uh, and make it a typical Chiefs game where it gets closer than it should. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of leaning 35, 31, but I, I don't know that I'm ready to, to put the accelerator down on the, on the chiefs offense with, with that offensive line still in development. So I'm going to go 31, 28 again. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, even though it's a field goal difference, it'll be just like a trash touchdown at, you know, with, with no time left. Uh, so it, it won't be that close per se until right at the end. Yeah. Well, and I think over the last four games, the chiefs are averaging about 33 points against the Ravens. So that's, that's, I think that's the right range to be in those early to mid thirties. Um, and they're just three, not, and a half, three and a half point favorite, I believe, still. Yes. So. Yeah, and yeah, they struggle to cover the spread. They do struggle to cover. So, yeah, yeah, maybe it just means that they'll <laughs> that this game's going to be close. But I just don't see the the Ravens being able to to keep up. If anything, I think it stays close most of the game, and then the Chiefs break it out at the end. But would this be a statement game if it's a blowout? Blowout for the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that the Ravens will get will get some excuses just because of the the injuries, and and I I think that's fair. I honestly would rather see the Ravens fully healthy and in, you know, in their with all their best players out there just to see one to see a better game, but also just to um, just to further validate the where the Chiefs rank in the AFC. Right. And unfortunately, you know, the significance of those injuries, those players aren't coming back. No, that's, that's They're all season ending injuries. That's so unfortunate. Doggone it. Right. it. So, well, fantastic. So we're picking the chiefs to win once again and under the lights, Sunday night, national television. And, you know, but the other part of me is I, I think Mahomes is really ready to take it up a notch. And, you know, you know this could be a blowout. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it is I can, I can see Mahomes just lighting it up uh, against, you know, Carr threw for what, almost 450 yards. Yeah, he torched he torched this Ravens defense, and their and their offense really. I mean, they were fine, but he threw a Darren Waller like twenty times. I think he literally had like twenty targets. Right. So, and 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 why you alluded to Kelsey being the key. So it's yeah. Um, well, I'm excited. Chiefs, Baltimore. We're picking to go start the season two and zero. We didn't even talk about the Ravens. Raiders game and what a kooky game that turned, oh, turned out to be. Wow. I mean, it was a great game, even though the Raiders won. It was still yeah. just that was a roller coaster of a, of a ride. So, and I don't know if you caught it. And it was, yeah, it was so self aware. Uh, Derek Carr talking about the game. And he said, you know, it was just had its highs and lows. It was like awesome. And then, oh crap. 
And then he commented, kind of like my career. <laughs> There's been, oh, yeah. really good. And then, oh, crap. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, he kind of knows who he is as a, as a quarterback, right? Yeah. No, it's it's okay for him to talk about himself that way. But when when fans or experts or whoever else yeah. talks about him like that, then it's, it's a no-go. And that's why David Carr on NFL Network always – picks the Raiders and Derek Carr <laughs> to be successful in anything. Right. He's right. always the one. I, I appreciate brotherly loyalty, but it totally blows up his credibility. Yeah. It, it really does, right? Yes. So, all right. Well, Kinlock, thanks for such a great podcast here. Be sure to stick around for our next segment. You'll hear from Tyran Matthew. You'll hear from ex-Chiefs Sammy Watkins. Uh, Coach Bienemy has some, some real good stuff. And maybe you'll even find out whether he's uh, considering the USC job or not. So, Kenlock, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, yeah, thanks, Dave. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to talk more Chiefs. Um, but I, I also really want to hear from, from our listeners and our followers. Uh, so let us know in the comments and on social media what your takeaways um, were from this past week's games and, what, and really what you're looking forward to for the Ravens games. If you guys have any big predictions and kind of how you expect the game to go. Um, and then give us with, hit us with your score predictions. Uh, Dave pretty much nailed his prediction last week. It'll be interesting to see if he can nail it two weeks in a row with almost the same prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but again, thanks for joining us, um, today on the chiefly football podcast. So signing off for Dave, I'm Kinlock and we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great night.